What's that? 154 days till Christmas, mate. <laughs> you shaking your maracas? Uh, no, these are uh, these are bells, mate. Oh, it's very similar looking, aren't they? Clearly, mm. you didn't do well in the music class when you. Oh, what's that, Paul? Oh, maracas. Not everything's maracas. All I did in music class was bang the drum as hard as I could. Mm. Can you? I, just as soon as I saw the drum, get the drumstick. Bang, 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 bang. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, I can imagine that, yeah. Anyway, I'm very excited. I'm going to go and get the tree down ready in preparation. Uh, 154, that date, that'll go like that. Um, in fact, I might have it early because we don't know when when the uh, when the uh, lockdown will start again. So the second lockdown. So yeah. might as well get Christmas in early, my friend. So I've already got will you a affect? present. Oh, have you? What you got? It's um, a hot water bottle. Oh, thank you. It's a bit hot for that at the minute, but yeah, thank you very much. I just wonder whether, whether you know, social distancing and all that, because, you know, we're recording this on Thursday, but tomorrow we've all got to wear masks in shops, haven't we? And, oh, yeah. And take, even if you go to a takeaway now, that's come out today, we've got to wear a mask if you go to the chippy. So is, is, it, is it, do you think, going to affect Christmas and the, the swapping of presents and, and various other things? Is that going to be an issue, do you think? I, I think it might be. I think Santa Claus will be interested. I think he's going to get a special mask made for his thingy, his face. Yeah, uh, he's not really doing the distance in Santa Claus, though, is he? He's coming down your chimney and... Yeah, you know. and, and then, then the grotto. It's not going to be a socially distant no. grotto. That's not going to work, is it? They're going to have to ban Santa coming down the chimney, aren't they? Yeah. I would have thought. And, you know, there's going to, none of that. Uh, you know, we're going to have to sanitise the, uh, the uh, mince pies, uh, the carrots. For mind you, the, I don't think the reindeer can catch coronavirus, can they? Unless I've had Well, I, I think they're, they're quick enough. They probably could. Uh, but, uh, yeah, leaving, leaving food out for people to share is mm. going to get frowned upon, isn't it? And, yeah. you know, I, I okay. think... Uh, Christmas might have to be different this year, mate. Well, thanks very much. I'll, I'll put that one down uh, uh, for the uh, next meeting because uh, this is the last of the present series of Total BS because uh, he wants a rest and I want a rest yeah. from his face. Uh, so even though it's only once a day a week, it's just still too much for me. My my well, my, my laptop never returns to normal. For like, it's a bit like when you go to a status quo uh, concert, your hearing's out of uh, focus for about ten years. That's the same with my my color graphics and my computer go weird. Yeah. Have you have you checked it for Russian interference, Ronsky? Have you checked it because that's what it might be. Those pesky Russians might be in the back of your computer. You know what I mean? So that's the kind of attitude that gets us in trouble, mate. Right? That's wrong. Well, it's well, obviously, you know, we didn't look for Russian interference, so there was none, was there? You know, right. if you if you close your eyes, it's not there, is it, Boris? You know what I mean? I want to go. Nothing. I want to go to yeah. Boris's uh, when you know when he was a wee boy and they played hide and seek and they just all hid yeah. and nobody went to find them. It was just like, no. <laughs> didn't actively look for him. No. Don't actively look for him. No, he's not actually there. No, no, it's, but. Yes. Russian interference has been around a long time, hasn't it? Because I remember as a kid, you know, uh, going to going to bed sort of ten o'clock at night and trying to listen to Radio Luxembourg. Stuart Henry, you know, Bob Stewart. Oh, hello, my friends. Oh, Stuart Henry. <laughs> you always oh. got the best music on Radio Luxembourg, yes. but the signal used to go in and out. Yes, and then you get some odd radio station would say, "What's yours? Oh, yes." <laughs> And I think it was just somebody ordering a Russian kebab. But it was... Because then it'd be gone again. The thing about uh, Luxembourg, <laughs> they did a chart show as well. And you remember the BBC one, you used to record it, right, illegally, yeah. and record it. If you tried doing that with Luxembourg, you would miss out half of the songs. Because <laughs> it just goes... 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was Russian interference early on in my life, I think. And, but uh, it's good that they're going to have a register of spies, aren't they? They're gonna, yes. So they're gonna, ah, yeah. They're going to sit down every day and they're going to, like at school, they're going to go, Bond? Here. Blofeld? Here. Moriarty. Scaramanga <laughs> <laughs> with the extra nipple. Where are, where's Scaramanga? Come on, where is he? Scaramanga, where are you? And is it going to be like that? Do you well, it has to be. It's got to be like that because you know we, there's no way we can know. Uh, usually, with the, I always think it's funny because we we do this 159 people. The last time we did it, we sent 159 Russian people back to Russia, and they do exactly the same. Yeah. And I always think it's like you know, one plane lands, and they go, okay, well, let's just clean up, and then they, they take them back. But it's always reciprocal. You know, Nobody goes beyond it, right? If you send 159 back, you get 159 back to you. Um, mm. But I, I do love the whole Russian thing. Do, do they know? Do, do we know who all their spies are? Is that how we can keep ah. it registered? Are they a bit crap? You know, because we we shouldn't know who their spies are to be able to keep a register, should we? I I think they usually work on the economic department or the industry department. You know, or in charge of tractors. You know, they come across yeah. the other, and, and then you discover that sort of thing. And but then ours are going to go have to go across and be registered as well. That's going to happen. Yeah. You know, well, I, I did a bit of. Uh, I went out yesterday. I did a bit of detective work myself, undercover uh, in Peterborough and Huntington. So I thought, you know. These spies are going to be here already, aren't they? Yes. You know, the good ones. And they'll be hiding in plain sight. So I had a little drive around, went to Starbucks in Orton, uh, and in the car park there was a lone, solitary black car, Ronnie. Wow. So for, that could have been an illicit encounter, I think. And then I went to Huntingdon, and I managed to capture a picture of two rather portly gentlemen dressed in black. One had got headphones on, Ronnie. Mm. Definitely. The men, the men in black, and one had got a fag in the side of his mouth. Yeah, so top I think, class. I think they're here already, you know. Yeah. I think they're here already. Were they looking for a big sort of cathedral then? Were they looking for, like, you know, the, the spire of a cathedral? Yeah, I think, I, but not in Huntingdon, because there's no spires in Huntingdon, is there? Yeah, well, you know, yeah. there's there's a Costa and a Greggs, and uh, if you if you carry on down uh, to the, the museum there, there's Stuart Orme, and he'll talk them to death. Um, no, just on this very thing, Paul. I think I know why the uh, why we haven't been catching the Russians and and because I saw a story. A GCHQ uh, spy, thirty nine, resigns after admitting flashing to a woman uh, from his hotel Ooh. room, uh, his hotel room Ooh. window. Five nights in a row, he did this, claiming his victim was a willing and curious audience. Right. <laughs> no. well, do you think he got confused about metaphor? Do you think he? Yeah. Do you think he was? <laughs> Well, he clearly wasn't looking for a secret message. He hadn't done the undercover uh, course yet, but um, but yeah, um, he, yeah, he was trying to do like semaphore with his dongle, with his uh, willy. Yeah, uh, uh, this GCHQ spook uh, has quit his job after flashing women from his hotel room. Uh, he was arrested after the victim took pictures of him naked at the Holiday Inn window near the Spy HQ in Cheltenham. <laughs> but he initially believed the photograph uh, photography was a sign she was enjoying his genitals. <laughs> Um, well, you never know, do you? I suppose. <laughs> uh, but, but the legal team were saying, well, you know, a lot of people show off their genitals. You think about people like Daniel Radcliffe, who was in that play where his genitals go. Uh, TV's <coughs> Naked Attraction. Uh, you know, so mm -hmm. nature. Somebody, he was just guilty of going up to his window at the same time every day and flashing off his dingle dangles. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder whether those hotels next to GCHQ are packed full of Russian spies, because it's a good place to stay, isn't it? It seems handy, convenient, and uh, particularly if you're a fan of genitalia. Yeah, well, clearly, but uh, he's no longer working for GCHQ. It's, it's such a shame. Uh, I would have planted a bug on his dongle. I'd, you'd just plant a microphone. <laughs> They never put them in decent places, uh, you know. So anyway, and I've got a letter from for you uh, later on as well, which you'll be um, you'll be disappointed but uh, excited at the same time. Oh well, well later on we're going to play. Now that's what Ronnie calls Bond, James Bond, oh, in like honour of all the spying that's going on. Because while this was all going on, I reckon Bond must have been on holiday or something. Because you know all these Russians coming across. Where's Where's Bond when you need him? You know, yeah. come on, James, come. Well, no, Mr. Bond, we want you to look the other way. That's... <laughs> it's crazy. It's just, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? You know, the people running this country, <laughs> if they don't see it, it's not happening. That's our government. I mean, it's, really? It's Seriously? It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's I've a got recipe a, for success. I've got a game of Are You Interested, where I pitch stories to you as if you were a, a very popular radio presenter, uh, which, of course, mm. you no longer are. Um, That's uh, correct. Yeah, and mm. we'll get new listeners as well. Very exciting new listeners today. So uh, what else have you got for me at your end there, Blondie? Well, I wanted to I wanted to talk about these adverts that the government are putting out. You know, the, the, the ones that are a bit Orwellian, are a bit 1984. Yes. You know, the, uh, the new start. Time to set our own course. Amazing opportunities. Uh, lots of positive pointy arrows in the advert. The, yes. You know, the image of going forward. But it got me thinking, you know, if we believe all this, if, if we believe all this, it's going to be brilliant. We're going to be able to sort everything out, have everything the way we want it, catch all our own fish, you know, get rid of the Spaniards out the English Channel like Drake did all those years ago. Have we got a lot? Like, two balls. texts, two mm. texts. I, I, you know, I just, I like to clear this up. Um, yeah. Have we got a lot of Spaniards in the English Channel? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dredging for pilchards. That's what they're oh, doing. They're like, yeah. The Spaniards like his pilchards. What, what's the kind of... Uh, <laughs> is that for the tapas, then? Do they, do they get yeah, the... yeah. They like, they like to catch them in the tomato sauce, which is difficult to do. Because oh, right. they, they go... The ones in the tomato sauce are quite deep in the yeah. channel. How, you how, can catch them. Yeah. How did they, yeah, they get them in the tins, then, Paul? Uh, as you're a pilchards expert. Oh, well, as, as they're dredging, they're <laughs> slamming. So they dredge... Slam, and they're in. Oh, they're in the tin. Oh, so does. by the time they come up on deck, they're already pilchers in tomato sauce and canned. It's that's, amazing. That's why we want. We don't want them because we don't have that kind of technology, do we? <laughs> no, we don't. They can catch them by the million. Uh, you know, and I, I want the pilchers in tomato sauce for us. I'd also, <laughs> if we're in charge of everything now, and it's all going to be brilliant, mm -hmm. I'd like to bring in added protection for lumberjacks. Do you know what I mean? Because they've not been mentioned in the whole of this pandemic. Lumberjacks have been left out. Right. Freelancers. Yeah. Uh, tree lancers. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and tree lancers. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. are tree lancers. Timber! Yeah. And, you know, they get a bad rap for wearing those, you know, stripy shirts, don't right. they? So I'd like a bit more protection for them. Yeah. I'd also, if we're in control, and I believe the advert says we are, uh, widen and heighten the goals in football so we can have more goals, more action, more drama, and less crowd, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm not a fan of uh, raising anything. 
Yeah, you know, anything that I because mm. I used to be able to on when the wee goals were around, I could touch the crossbar. But no, oh I, yeah, I could never touch yeah. the crossbar. I, you know, it was, and I always wanted to be a goalkeeper. I always wanted to do the thing, but you can't. Re, I can't do the reachy up and no. Yeah, and, but the big boys used to put me on the on them and, and swing me back and forth. Is that is that in Sabutio? No, it's not. Uh, all right. Uh, also, um, if we're doing anything we want in this new era. This new door, I love this fantastic new country. If I want to change the national anthem so that when we finally leave, uh, is it January next year? Uh, after that point, I want the national anthem to be "Everyone's a Fruit and Nutcase." Never, never know the worst of that bit. But I'd like to change the national anthem to "Everyone's a Fruit and Nutcase." I think it'll cheer us up. It was the great Billy Connolly thought the um, the uh, the theme to uh, the Archers would make a great um, theme. Could you just imagine everybody marching out with the big flags at the start? Of the- yeah, yeah. National anthem. We've had it a long time, haven't we? It's, it's you know, and I know you know the Queen might be a bit upset, whatever. You know, you know, we need a tune that we can all sing along to and get behind. I think yes, yes. Barbara, Barbara, Barbara. Yeah, I'm uh, Please, sir. Um, it, when the Queen, hopefully, it's not all uh, yet, but it will happen. Uh, when she goes, will we change the anthem? Will it just, or will we just put King in place of Queen? No, I think we change. I think we change the anthem in January to everyone the fruit and nutcase. Case. And then every time there's a handover from now on, you know, we change the anthem again. So, you know, if if Charles is anointed, I think we then revert to Agadu. And Charlie will love it He's because he's quite a forward-thinking fellow, isn't he? I mean, let's face it, you know, he's the first royal to get divorced and married again. I um, I see the Duke of uh, Duchess of Cornwall's taken over an army uh, thing, you know, she took it over from Philip. Uh, Philip uh, piped mm. it in. Uh, so uh, the Duchess of Cornwall is now the new... She's run, she runs a bit of the army now, which is lovely. I think that's something for her to do. She tried macrame, didn't go on with that. So they give us... Well, what about taking over an army company? One of those... Yeah. You know, I, she's in charge of the rifles. Now, far be it from me uh, that a, a hundred-year-old man should be handing it over to a 75-year-old woman. I mean, surely you'd want somebody with good eyesight in charge of the rifles, wouldn't you? <laughs> it just seems a bit odd to me. You are so on the money today. You're, you, I, I don't know why you're not on the radio. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> well, I do. Uh, right, Paul, here's your letter. And oh. it comes from Russia. Dear comrade... With love? Yeah. With love? What? Yeah. What? With love? No. Oh. Oh, no, it's just not sincerely. Uh, dear comrade Paul, I trust you are well in keeping all your code words secret. Only joking, as if I'd let you have any code words. And anyway, the only ones you can remember are the ones named after sausages. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> another joke, Ski. But comrade, I have some bad news. We'll have to remove your statue from the Red Square because when the sun is low, your massive face blocks out the image of Lenin on the walls of the Kremlin. Ah, oh, son. And also the kids have started using your tongue for skateboarding. Um, I must apologise for this, but we also have to make way for a new statue of one of our greatest allies, Mr Boris Johnson. Uh, (laughs) It's going to be a wonderful depiction of the great man that truly uh, covers what he's meant to Russia. He'll have a surgical mask covering his eyes so he can't see what we're up to. Oh, happy days are here again, my old geezerski. Anyway, I must clear off, Ski. It's film night in the Kremlin and it's our favourite one starring Donald Trump called The Golden Shower. It's very funny. All the best, Vladdy. So, uh, mm. good and bad news. Um, 
your, your statue will be put somewhere else. But I didn't know you had a statue in the Red Square. Was, was this at the height of your radio powers? Uh, it must have been, yeah, for services to broadcasting. It's a bit like my Frank Gillard statue, really. Um, <sighs> do, you yeah, keep that, do you keep um, that on your desk? Yeah, look at Frank there. Yeah, I've got one down. Presenter, I, 2010. I've got, I've got one. I, I was there when it, yeah, Frank Gillard actually mm. gave me mine the last time. How bad is Yours is probably life-size as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's handed. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. You keep your uh, trophies on your desk. <laughs> Trophy. No. Trophy. Yeah, I've only got one. Did you not did you not win uh, a Sony? Did you not No, I didn't win a Sony. I've got a morph. Look, okay. I've got a morph. Oh, uh, wow. and I've got I've got a little Yoda as well, which uh, I've I heard keep, that. Uh, your wife's yeah, always said that. Your wife said that though, your little Yoda. Um, Listen, Ronnie, I'm a bit, a bit worried. Oh go on, go on, go on. I don't know if you're worried, but there seems to be a lot of rockets going off. Um a lot of missions. Uh, and, and some of them are a bit odd because I'm, I'm, Dubai has never been known uh, to be part of a space race. I mean, get, I mean, unless you know different, but normally it's Russia, yeah, China, America. China. Dubai launched a rocket to Mars this week. Right. Then China, China launched a rocket to Mars. There's a lot of rockets leaving um, our solar system. Do they know something we don't, Ronnie? Is this pandemic worse than we thought? Are they looking for a new place to put civilization as we know it and keep us safe. Is that, is that what's going on here? I think it's all about oil, mate. Uh, just oh. think of it. Mars oil would be brilliant. Uh, it'll be red yeah. for a start. It'll be lovely. You've got all the kind of... Uh, you can have see-through uh, pumps. You see the red coming up. It'd be like putting blood into your, your car. Yeah. Oh, It'd help yes. us work, rest and play as well, wouldn't it? I, would, just think of the... Oh, yeah, I'm all for it. Um, I, I, I forget about exploring the outer Hebrides of... Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, space. Just go to these these uh, planets that we know are there. The red planet is uh, just wonderful. And, and it, as well, I, I hope women will be able to drive when they get to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> They won't be able to breathe though, because there's no there's no actual oxygen on the planet, oh. is there? And you, you'll sort of you'll internally combust if you step outside. So you'd be okay be though, because if it's got no atmosphere, you're used to that when you were at Shanghai Lills. Uh, there was very little. Hey, 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 still got it. But I, I, I was just thinking as well. You know, <laughs> when I was a kid, kids always wanted to be astronauts, didn't they? Uh, what do you want to be when you grow up, Tommy? I want to be an astronaut, Mum. Mm. Uh, but do, do, do you think kids still dream of being astronauts and train drivers, or are they too busy on the PlayStation to even know what day it is? I wanted to. I, I wanted to be a gigolo. I wanted to be. Oh. A, my dad was all for it. He says, "Yeah, you've got the looks for it, son." Um, he tried it, um, but fell off. Um, but I wanted. To, I want to. Um, I, I thought, you know, I gigolo, and I, I did it. And Airshare, there was quite a, at that time when I grew up. There was quite a demand for an eighteen-year-old gigolo. I can tell was you. Was there? Oh yeah, yeah. I was. I was. Uh, you know, I could uh, break a few hearts in Ayrshire. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have had you down as a gigolo. I. I, I, more, I would have had you more da down as a, a jockey for racing rabbits. Hmm. See, that's pathetic, and that's your jealousy coming out again, isn't it? <laughs> that's just your jealousy coming out again. You can. <laughs> Just whenever I've got a, you know, uh, when I can, I'm absolutely, I can use my good looks. And I made some money, mate. That's what set me up. Did you? These, these days when I've got no money, uh, they set me up <laughs> lovely. Hey, listen, uh, we've, got a, yes. uh, we've got a Don Ketter coming up uh, in, a, in a second. Uh, but can we play Are You Interested? Where I pick stories. Yes, please. Uh, mm. I love these. 
Oh, just imagine Paul was still on the radio, and I'm his producer, um, and I... Imagine to... that! Imagine that! <laughs> I would... Oh, God. Who would ever put us two could together you imagine? in a could you, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> and the after show, the debrief. So, uh, yeah. why were you talking about gigolos this morning? I just saw that. What's this about racing rabbits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tree lancers. What's that then? Anyway, uh, Paul, here we go. Uh, um, yes. I know this. This is. I think you'll love this because it's right up our street as uh, broadcasters of some uh, ill repute. Uh, here we go yes. then. Sales of trifle powdered custard and the uh, dinners of the seventies are on the up because of the um, the pandemic and the lock-in, Jim. Uh, Jim, who's Jim? Anyway. Um, <laughs> Who's Jim? Uh, we're not on the stars. We're not on the stars. You paid surprise, you know. Can it? The engines can't handle it, Captain. You. Anyway, uh, uh, powdered custard and instant mash surged more than seven hundred percent in lockdown as shoppers rushed to comfort food during the pandemic. And I think there's food in there. There's food in fodder for us, isn't there? Oh, oh definitely. Uh, the return of the seventies. I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Surely spam's got to be in there as well. I mean, that, yes. that's got to be on the way back. But a few spam fritters with gravy on. Oh, yeah. What Come about uh, tin pineapple slices? Oh, yeah. Remember they were in the always, tin? Always good. And and the prawn cocktail. I mean, these are going to evoke memories of the 70s for any potential listeners. And they'll be they'll be able to talk to us about, you know, shopping trolleys and and um, what was that thing they used to wheel on that kept the food warm? Oh, um, the hostess oh. trolley, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the hostess trolley. Right. Yeah. You're happy with that and, one, boss? Uh, the cap for the keys, obviously. The what? The cap for the, you know, 70s. You'd have a cap, wouldn't you, and throw your car keys in the cap. You know, no, we had, we had a football. <clears throat> mm. I've lost your picture, by the way. I think you've paused yourself. Uh, uh, am go. I still there? Yeah. I'm here. Well, oh, you're there. Yeah, yeah. I can see you again now. I, I'm, yeah, trying to, I'm trying to read the thing. Uh, the, uh, uh, the jelly uh, smash for mash, get smash. Tin, Great adverts. Hey, yeah. tin mandarins. Hey, remember tin mandarins? Oh, <laughs> with the juice. Oh, you beauty. Yeah. Uh, can I remember... What, what's the what's the shandies we used to have as well? Top deck shandies. Yeah, top deck. Do you remember that? Oh, awful yeah. stuff. And you take a can of you. Know, I feel a wee bit drunk, Dad. Are you son? Oh, can I have another one? No, you help yourself. Go and have another top deck. Top deck shandy. Not point not 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 one percent alcohol. Right, um, right. So we're happy with that one, boss. We'd go with that one. Okay. Oh, it's a definite. It's a definite for a bit of nostalgia. Here we go then. New rules for driving tests are to include cancellations for forgetting to bring a face mask and on-the-spot fails for serious errors as a four-month suspension lifts today. So they're bringing in new rules uh, there, uh, Blondie. And uh, I just wonder what what your thoughts were about. Uh, is there phoning to be had there about new rules we should bring in uh, for uh, the new uh, driving test? What's your thoughts? I have some radical thoughts on the driving test, Ronnie, because you know, in recent years they brought in the theory, didn't they? Which you know made it harder to pass. You know you know, taught people much, much more about driving in order to make the driving experience safer for everyone. Well, actually, it failed because there's some absolute tossers out there on the roads. Okay. And, you know, I think they should go back to square one where you had, you know, four or five lessons, then they just give you a certificate and off you pop. I think go back to that because right. the roads were safer. Well, it's, uh, if you do a dangerous manoeuvre, you failed right away. You know how they say, yeah. well, carry on. Now they yeah, just yeah, say, yeah. yeah, you know, when you when you do the reverse around the corner thing, if yeah. you hit another car now, apparently that's yeah. a fail. You know? Is it? Aye. 
Yeah. I went through a milk float and 16 lampposts and still got a pass. Yes, exactly. So, you know, um, and I drive pretty well. Uh, in your revoke. <laughs> uh, do you, did you pass first time? I did. I had seven lessons and passed first time. That's what I'm saying. They say, you know, all this extra stuff, all these rules makes driving safer. It doesn't. There are more accidents. There are more idiots on the road. Just go back to basics, Ronnie. I like this. So you'd go with that one? There's a nice one. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, a rant yeah, for I'd you there. Out, I'd put out my radical, me yeah. radical rant. That'd right. get them ringing in. And uh, finally, um, you know that bloke, Gethin Jones? You know the Gethin Jones? He's a, a TV oh, presenter. Yeah. yeah, the Gethin Jones. Well, is, is he? Is he? What? Is he what? Is he a TV presenter? Is he a radio presenter? He never seems to be able to hold a job down longer than five minutes, does he? You know. Well, he was in a relationship with the uh, the one with the scary eyes, Catherine Jenkins. You know, the, mm. you're, you're the one that arrives when she hits a high note, arrives like Cooper. No! That one. That's one. Um, she, her and uh, Gethin were in a, a relationship, and allegedly he left her. Why do you think he left her? Was it because of her scary eyes? No. It's because her second toe in her feet was bigger than her big toe. You know the second toe? Um, yeah. And he had a thing, apparently, allegedly, is a thing about his, he doesn't like, he's, he's weird about feet. And he Ugh. he looked down and he saw that uh, Catherine Jenkins' big toe is smaller than her second toe. And apparently that was part of the reason he left her. Allegedly. Um, what about that? What about uh, what drew you? I thought, what drew you uh, What uh, drew you to your partner? Was it the feet? Or what annoys you about your partner? Is it a part of his body? I would imagine your wife has to wake up every morning to see your face and think, <laughs> God, what did I marry this guy? I, I think that's a great final, though, because you get people ringing in with, you know, odd bits of their body. Yes, yes, know, yes. Like, yeah, strange eyes, you know, people that can do weird things with their lips or, you know, twist their nose around the back of their ear, that sort of thing. That, I think that you... And that, particularly, uh, that, yeah. They try to touch the tip of your nose with your yeah, people can do that. And in the fens, it's more prevalent. So um, I, I would think that's a great, a great phony. That's me get three out of three on the last edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's a cracker, mate. Yeah, oh, well done. I, yeah. Actually, what we would probably do is take one of those for each day, wouldn't we? Because they're really strong, those ones. Oh, and then we'd do something called stranding off, so yeah. we could strand it off. We, would, we wouldn't waste a night on the... Oh, if, there's well. any, if there's any radio producers listening, um, we do offer free lessons. I'm not doing it for free. Oh, no, we'll charge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, still to come, uh, Don uh, Kitter's letter. What else have you got on uh, Don Kitter's message, Ron? Well, I'm a bit, a bit worried again. Uh, you know, some, some disturbing news from the Tower of London, Ronnie. Oh, um, right. Yeah, um, there's a lot of cutbacks everywhere, of course, people losing their jobs, which is sad news. Uh, and it's even got down to the beef eaters, you know, who guard the Tower of London in their ceremonial dress. Uh, they're having to make some beef eaters uh, redundant because uh, uh, the Queen's losing a few bob, um, even though the Tower... I didn't know this, is the UK's most popular paid-for attraction. Three million visitors a year go to the Tower of London, right? Do you know that? No. Yeah. What, what's there that I've got to see then? What's, what's there? Well, you know, they, they've obviously got all the, the people in prison there from centuries ago, and, and that's what's worrying me because, you know, I'm concerned if you, if you lower your guard at the Tower of London, you know, we're going to have a glut a glut or a mass escape of highwaymen and witches. Now, I don't want some wizened old crone casting spells on me in Tesco car park, and I don't fancy being confronted by Dick Turpin on the A605 at Elton anytime soon. So I think it's a bad move. I think we should keep the beef eaters, keep the witches, old crones and highwaymen locked up in the tower. 
because it's, it's, it's dangerous to, to let security drop so much there. I think. Is that where Ida Man is now? Oh, yeah, he went to the tower after his career fizzled oh. out, you know, because oh, uh, right, he, yeah. he had a few problems with his Prince Charming outfit and yeah. uh, oh. his Dandy Highwayman outfit, and they, and they stuck him in there. He's in, he's in the cell with, with Dick Turpin right now, actually, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be PC for a second, Paul, because uh, oh. I think in this day and age of vegetarianism, I don't think we should be calling them beef eaters anymore. That's all wrong. No, that's, a good, that's a good point, isn't it? I don't even know why they're called beef eaters, because it was Henry the... I think it was Henry the Seventh that set, set them up in Henry 1485. Yeah. Oh, wow. Imagine you remember all that, eh? It's just one of those things, isn't yeah. it? You know, often go to pub quizzes and there's a question about the Tower of London, beef eaters and Henry the Seventh. And everybody looks at you and you go... Yeah! yeah. Come on, Paul! Henry the Seventh. What about... Be your turn. What about courgette nibblers? Um, carrot crunchers? Yeah. Uh, well, why are they called beef eaters? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's an odd, it's an odd turn of phrase. See, if I'd brought, <laughs> if I'd brought that item to the uh, podcast, I would probably have done a wee bit of research and to find out why they're called beef eaters. Just a thought, but um, but clearly uh, you. Have... Well, you didn't bring it, did you? Yeah. 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 But <laughs> it got it got me it got me thinking. <laughs> it got. It, got me thinking about Dick Turpin, because I don't know if you remember, you mentioned the 70s earlier on, there used to be a TV show about yes. Dick Turpin with Richard O'Sullivan, where he was sort of a hero. Yes. <laughs> Which he wasn't a hero, was he? He robbed people. He robbed everybody. There was none of this yeah. uh, taken from the rich to give to the poor uh, Robin Hood. No, there's none no, of that. No, 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 no. If you were on your way to York, who everybody seemed to be on their way to York <laughs> yes. in this TV show, you know, I think there was only one road back then from London to York. Uh, so he'd just pick a tree and, you know, jump out from behind go, stand and deliver. Your money or your life. And, what? Uh, people... what? What? Your money or well, your York. life? Was he very, was he very calm? <laughs> oh, your money or your life, I'd say. Well, he's a bit dandy, weren't he? They're a bit Yorkshire. So, oh, oh, your money or your life. And it's, 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 oh, that's, he, that's appealing to a certain demographic already. We're doing brilliantly so far. He was big in the seventies, Richard O'Sullivan. Yeah, though, he wasn't was because he? he had that. He had he, well, he had Man About the House, Robin's you know, Nest. They were all from the same show, though. Yeah, yeah, George and Mildred <laughs> talking yes. about stranding them off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got an idea for a show that won't cost as much more money. We could use the old sets. What's this? Oh, George and Mildred. They just sit in one room. You know, the, the landlords. All oh, uh, right. Okay. There's another phone in for another day. It's uh, TV sitcoms that needed spin off. Uh, right, look at that. That's, that's mine. Uh, right, time now to catch up with the message. Our, one of our uh, finest correspondents on the uh, 2BS uh, podcast is the wonderful Don Kitter. And here's his views about the whole Russian thing. Ronnie, it's Kitter. Don Kitter, I come to you today under a cloud of smelly communism, the smelliest of all the ideologies. That damn Russia report. They've been everywhere, Ron. But, Ronnie, we've all had encounters with the Russians, or the Russians, as they like to be called. Back in the 70s, Sputnik Sport tried to recruit me to commentate on Premier League horse hurling. Big Russian men flinging horses around the place. They offered me rubles, Ron. Rubles upon rubles. But my scruples were bigger than their rubles. Plus, they wanted me to wear one of those hats, and I said, no, Ron. I live my life by three rules. Divorce when necessary, marry when unavoidable, and never put on a Cossack hat. So I decided to stay with the BBC, which incidentally turned out to be a much more communist outfit. Da, Ron. Da. <laughs> Scruples bigger than rubles. <laughs> oh. 
Donnie's a genius. Yes. He is a genius. But what always fascinates me about Don is how many, you know, all the strands of his career. You talk about stranding. He's been, you know, he's been around the world with his uh, commentary ca career. It's, it's just wonderful that he can dive in like this. Yeah, and he's only 45. Yeah. yeah. He's done amazing, hasn't he? It's Mate. a wonderful thing. Uh, do you want some new listeners then? Oh, have we got some more new listeners? Oh, we, uh, yeah. We're going to be disappointed because we're ending the series. Right? Yeah, it's so, the end uh, of the series. Series. We should have like a rap show, uh, or we should go, you know, rap party. Yo, 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 no, no. yo, yo, yo. W, w rap, a rap oh, party. Right, mm. let's go to New Mexico. Arriba, uh, Albuquerque. Al Albuquerque. What song's that? I always thought Albuquerque was in Canada, but it's not, is it? It's in New Mexico. Yeah. So. Uh, it's um, the, the city's nicknames are the Duke City and Burke, both of which reference, uh, of course, its 1706 founding by Nuevo Mexico Governor Francisco Cuervo Yavaldez. Oh, Cuervo? Yeah, him, oh, yeah, yeah. top man. Yeah. Yeah, but Albuquerque, um, the economy there centers on science, medicine, technology, commerce, education, entertainment, and culture. It's home to the Kirtland Air Force Base and the Sandia National Laboratories, Ronnie. It's, uh, it's an amazing little place. Albuquerque. Must go there, then. Uh, let's go well, to... Can Kanye West is on his way there, isn't he? He's, yeah. uh, he's, he's trying to get away from the, the wife. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, do he's done is a he, runner. He's got a bunker as well. He goes to get away from her as well. He's got a bunker. Well, if you were married to a Kardashian, you'd need a bunker, wouldn't you? Let's be honest. Two whales and real. R-H-Y-L, Paul. Real. Real. Oh, real. Real. See, in it? See. Oh. Uh, seaside oh. resort uh, in the Welsh county of Denbyshire. Uh, it, it's it's on the northeast coast of Wales at the mouth of the river Quid. It's at the mouth of quite a big river. And, uh, you know, Prestatin's near there, you know, Prestatin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice beaches up there as well, real. It's a little bit run down these days compared to what it was, you know, in its heyday in the 60s and 70s. But, uh -huh. uh, you know, they, they've still got the sea aquarium up and running. In a way, it's a wee bit of a metaphor of your career in radio, really, isn't it, when you think about it? It was big, well, in the, yeah. big in the 60s yeah. and 70s, and then it's a bit run down now, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, you know, I'm not bitter, I'm not bitter. Um, and finally, Paul, Christchurch, but it's the Christchurch in England, the original Christchurch. What, the one next to Bournemouth? Don't know. Where yeah, it? it is, I think, yeah, it's next to Bournemouth. Um, in fact, it's joined to it. It's not New Forest to the east, isn't it? And uh, it's part of Hampshire. And uh, it's founded in the 7th century at the confluence of the rivers Avon and Stowe, which flow, of course, into Christchurch Harbour. Uh -huh. uh, the town was originally named uh, Twynham, but became known as Christchurch following the construction of the Priory in 1094. Oh, what happened to Twynham then? Kind of seems, seems like a... Is that the name that made the tea? Twain. Well, that's what happened, yeah. Oh. Yeah, they, 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 they just started planting some tea bushes and, uh, you know, put some cups out, and that was it, so they took the name. But uh, it was it, it, the castle there was destroyed during the English Civil War by the parliamentarians because they're big, they're big into their monarchy down in Christchurch. Good so on they, them. Uh, uh, so yeah. are we. We are, a, we are a monarchish. Are we a monarchish? I can never remember what we Well, are. I don't know about that. We've already advocated changing the national anthem in this episode, so uh, I'm okay. not sure Queenie, Queenie's going to be up for it. So hello to Albuquerque, hello to Real, and hello to Christchurch. Time now. Oh, oh, so that's a tractor just going past. Oh, it's they, yeah, it's, it? it's they blokes that clean, uh, put the chemicals down to stop the weeds growing in the, in the roads. Oh, we, brilliant. You know the them. We don't have that round here. We've got weeds, weeds yeah, as big as cats. We're really, mate. Um, 
But uh, you know the job I'd quite like to before we do a uh, Ronnie Ronnie likes something. Um, I'd like that job. You know the bloke that sits on the wrong side of his driving cab to clean the streets. And you know when he goes mm. round the, the edges of the pavements, you know, on the road and everything. I'd like oh, that the job. little brushes. Yeah, the little brushes. And you yeah. have only gone three miles an hour. That's my kind yeah. of job. I'd love that. Would you? Mm. I could get you one of them for Christmas, one of them little machines. You can go around and, and do that job. It'd be lovely. And then you, again. You can, <laughs> you can, if you go out a bit earlier with it, you can deliver the milk as well. I, I, I could, I'll do I'll do whatever it is you want me to do. What job can you get me? Please get me a job. Uh, All right, yeah. then. Uh, Ronnie's going to like what this time? So we've been talking about spies today quite a lot on the podcast. Yes. So I thought we'd go, now that's what Ronnie calls Bond. James Bond. Oh, uh, so boys. This could be my big boys. Five James Bond themes. Um, what I want is, the because t- <laughs> it's the last show for a while, I want the title of the song, Yeah. the band... What? ..and the name of the James Bond film. Oh, get out of here, you big weezer, you. <laughs> oh. Are you ready for number one? <sighs> yeah, go on, then. Here we go. Here... View to Duran Duran. View to a, a thrill. View <laughs> to what? Thrill. A, a view, to, view to kill. View to kill. Yes. Come on. View to a view to a stabbing. Oh, where have you gone? Have you gone? Hang on. He's he's gone, listeners. <laughs> I'll get him back. Hang on. Hang on. Where are you? Where have you gone? You dipped out for a second. Where where, <laughs> you, where did you go? Well, I was I was trying to imitate a knife in my throat yes. to tell you it was kill, and I hit my headphones, which <laughs> which collapsed the call. The so, last, the last edit there, the last uh, show of this series, and the last one we've been doing for a while, and we still can't get the technicals uh, right. A view to a kill, Duran Duran. Well done, and the Bond film is, of course, A View to a Kill. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think people tune in for the bits that go wrong, Ronnie. I'm mm-hmm. sure they do. All right, song right. number two on Now That's What Ronnie Calls Bond, James Bond. Oh, this is, this is uh, Aha, and... Uh, what? Aha? Aha did one, didn't he? Didn't he do Aha do... It's Adele. Come on. It's Adele. Um, hello, is it me? You're looking for Bond. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. This is... Who, who is, is Is it Adele? It is. Oh, yeah. Um, Skyfall. Yeah, well done. When the sky falls, when you crumble. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's yeah. Apple Crumble, mate. Skyfall. Yeah. Apple Crumble. You're doing ever so well here, mate. You've you got full full marks so far. Good. Song number three. Here we go. Ah, uh, diamonds are forever. Shelly of the Bassy. It's Goldfinger. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh. That is poor. Yeah, oh. I can't. I can't even. Oh, I can't even edit that out. No, that's got to go in. Oh, God. How do you lose the point on Goldfinger? That is a point. How do you lose this? Oh, God. No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. And look the other way. Uh, all right. Number four. <laughs> Timothy Dalton plays Bond. Yeah. 80s. 
Yes. Who the heck's this? You mentioned them already. Is this, um, what's his name? Uh, Aha. It is Li- Aha. Living Daylights. Yes. It is Living Daylights. With the worst Bond ever. Yeah, it was. It was. A, and that theme tune, I mean, God. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the George Lazenby, my friend. Big fan of the George Lazenby. Get out of here! Stop it! Oh, Majesty's Secret Service. Tell you some Alice has Blofeld. Uh, right. Okay. Who come down? So you, that's wrong one. You've got three. Um, here comes song number five. Actually, yeah, you've got three. Here's song number five. Ah. Uh, yeah. Live and let die and wings. Are, it is. Yeah. Who was the Bond? Who was the Bond? Live and let die. That'd be Roger Moore. It is Roger Moore. Yeah. The one with the sheriff where he goes over the yes, river in yeah. the car and it turns over. <laughs> he, looked like, great. he looked like Boss Hoggs from the Dukes of Hazzard, yeah. didn't he? <laughs> he? He always looked at Roger Moore and thought, he can't be a spy. But that was his cleverness, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he, he, was... looked like a, he looked like a, a dandy, but yes. he was really a ruthless killer in beige slacks. Yes, he was fantastic. Brilliant. I loved it. Oh, well, four out of five, I'll take that. Okay. Yeah, you did all right, my friend. I, I, obviously, I put some of the easy ones in. Some of the later Bond uh, themes have been a bit rubbish, haven't they? Billy Eilish and all that malarkey, you know. Right, so it's the end of the series. Uh, what are you planning to do? Are you going to have some holidays soon, or what? Well, yeah, because I, I've been working all the way through since December. I've not really stopped working, so oh, I've been busy. Sorry, I'm mate. I'm tired now. I'm oh, a little bit tired. Sorry, sorry mate. Oh, and when you do this for me at the end of the show, when you get I all... need a break. And plus, you know, I've lost a few contracts. I need to get some work in. So, <laughs> what's a contract? What's one of the contracts? It's been so long. <laughs> but you know, we're get... healthy, my friend. We're we healthy. Are absolutely. We can we can do this anytime we want. Yeah. When we get fed up, we can entertain people. And you know, there's not a lot of entertainment out there at the minute, in my estimation. It's all a bit dull and boring. So yeah. we won't be gone for long. We'll now, be back soon enough. We'll be back soon enough. I'm going to take up my career in gigoloism. Uh, I'm going Good back on the. With that. I'm going back yeah. on my, the gigolo tour, and uh, I'm very excited about it. So uh, I've had a facelift and everything, and uh, my I've got rid of at least four chins. And, yeah, uh, Quintos have been in, haven't they? Who? Quint- Quintos. Who's Quintos? Crane people. The quaint crane people. The quaint people. Is it okay? <laughs> cool story, bro. Right. Well, so... I'm off. I'm off on a little holiday where everybody's going this year uh, to get uh, to get themselves a few quid. Orkney. No, Russia. 